Section twenty seven of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Modern Magic A Practical Treatise on the Art of Conjuring by Professor Louis Hoffman. Tricks with Handkerchiefs, Part Two. The Reversible Canister this is another piece of apparatus more particularly designed for changing a handkerchief though equally available for many other exchanges in appearance it is an ordinary cylindrical canister closed with a cap and similar in shape to those in which tea is kept but of smaller size being only five to six inches in height in reality however that which appears to be the body of the canister is a mere tube within which slides up and down an inner canister which is made double-headed that is like two shallow canisters placed bottom to bottom see figure 108 the pattern of the outer tube is alike at top and bottom so that whether the combined canister is as shown in the figure with compartment a uppermost or turned upside down with compartment b pushed into view the appearance to the eye of the spectator is the same the canister is prepared by placing beforehand in one or other of the compartments say b a piece of cambric as much like a lady's handkerchief as possible compartment a is then pushed upwards as shown in the figure borrowing a handkerchief the performer requests the owner to place it for safe keeping in the canister which he brings forward for that purpose as he turns to replace it on the table he takes advantage of the moment during which his back is towards the spectators to push down a thus pushing out b at the opposite end of the tube and at the same time to turn over the canister which when placed on the table will still look as shown in the figure but will have in reality b uppermost presently taking out the prepared cambric which the spectators take to be the handkerchief he burns or otherwise disposes of it to be subsequently reproduced by the simple process of again reversing the canister this is a simple and inexpensive piece of apparatus but it will not bear examination and the process of reversing is a little awkward for these reasons it is rarely employed by professional performers who for the same purpose more generally use what is known as the burning globe this is a hollow brass globe of four to six inches in diameter mounted on a foot of about the same height and surmounted by a cap or lid so that it forms in fact a spherical canister a raised band also of brass passes horizontally round the globe and this which is apparently a mere ornament is really designed to conceal the fact that the globe is divided into two separate hemispheres revolving one upon the other within this external globe is an inner one divided into two compartments each having a separate opening and so contrived that each of these openings in turn is made to correspond with the opening of the external globe according as the upper hemisphere of the latter is moved round from right to left or vice versa the globe is like the canister prepared by placing a substitute handkerchief or piece of cambric in one or other of the inner compartments 
and then bringing the other compartment into correspondence with the external opening a borrowed handkerchief being openly placed in the empty compartment the performer by merely giving a half turn to the foot of the apparatus brings the compartment containing the substitute uppermost the action being so little noticeable that it may be used with impunity before the very eyes of the audience the transformed handkerchief this is one of herman's favorite tricks and affords a very good example of his style of working the performer comes forward requiring the loan of a lady's handkerchief while it is being procured he produces from the hair or whiskers of one of the spectators a lemon which he carelessly thrusts under someone's nose in order to prove its genuineness this lemon which of course was palmed is a prepared one from which the pulp has been scooped out and which contains a substitute handkerchief so cannot be handed for examination turning for an instant towards the stage he tosses the lemon to his assistant who catches it and places it on the table the momentary turn from the audience enables him to get from under his waistband and to his palm a little bundle of pieces of cambric each about four inches square taking the borrowed handkerchief he rolls it into a ball between his hands and hands it apparently to someone to hold in reality substituting the torn pieces of cambric he then turns and takes a few paces towards his table meanwhile tucking the handkerchief under his waistcoat and taking therefrom in place of it a strip of cambric about four or five feet long and four inches wide rolled up into a small compass this he palms suddenly turning back he exclaimed my dear sir what are you doing with that handkerchief i never told you to do that the innocent holder looks up in astonishment but the performer continues will you have the kindness to open the handkerchief he does so and finds it in pieces after a little chaff about making him pay for the damage the performer says well i suppose i must show you how to restore it here he again takes the pieces and folds them together saying see you must take them as i do and rub them very gently with the left hand substituting the prepared slip he hands it to him but when he begins to rub exclaims again dear me dear me what are you doing now i told you the left hand you are making matters worse than ever the handkerchief is now found in a long strip the performer endeavours to induce the owner to accept it in this shape which he assures her is the newest style but she naturally objects and begs that it may be restored to its original condition for that purpose the performer rolling the slip into a ball places it in his magic pistol and rams it down with his wand appearing to reflect for a moment he says where shall i fire it ah suppose i aim at that lemon on the table bang goes the pistol and the performer taking a knife cuts the lemon all round flinging the rind carelessly on the stage and produces the substitute handkerchief professedly the original he comes forward to the audience with it and after thanking the owner makes a gesture of returning it but as if struck by a sudden thought checks himself and says i'm afraid it smells rather strong of the lemon will you allow me to scent it for you i have some capital eau de cologne here 
going back to his table he places the handkerchief on a plate and pours scent on it turning as he does so to the owner and saying please tell me when you think there is enough while his back is turned the attendant who has been standing by holding a lighted candle with a mischievous wink at the company tilts the candle and sets the handkerchief on fire the performer apologizes for his assistant's stupidity but appeals to the company to bear witness that it was no fault of his and bringing forward the plate with the handkerchief still blazing offers it to the owner she of course declines to take it and the performer remarking you don't like it in this condition well then suppose i put it in paper for you places the plate on the floor telling the assistant to put it on the table and runs off to get the paper the attendant tries to lift off the plate but finds that it burns his fingers however after several attempts getting the plate a little nearer to the table at each he manages to place it on the table this little by-play amuses the audience and gives the performer a few moments which he requires for his preparations behind the scenes coming forward with a sheet of clean white paper he wraps therein the still blazing handkerchief crushing it together so as to extinguish the flames he offers the packet so made to the lady who believing that it contains nothing but ashes declines to receive it when the professor tearing the paper apart pulls out the handkerchief perfectly restored while the burnt fragments have vanished the effect last mentioned is produced by the use of a double paper pasted together round three of its sides and thus forming a kind of bag in the centre in this bag the performer during his momentary absence from the stage places the genuine handkerchief folded so as to occupy as little space as possible the handkerchief therefore lies between the two thicknesses of the paper and when the rolled up packet is torn open from outside may be removed without disturbing the burnt fragments which still remain inside the paper where it is necessary as for the purpose of this trick to introduce some article into a lemon the necessary preparation should be made as follows a lemon with a thick hard rind should be selected and a plug-shaped piece about an inch and a half in diameter should be scooped with a sharp knife out of one end the pulp may now be removed leaving the rind a mere shell while the piece originally cut out will form a kind of stopper which may be secured in its place by thrusting a hairpin or piece of wire through the fruit and plug from side to side nipping off the ends flush with the outer surface when the performer exhibits the lemon he takes care to have the cut end inwards towards his palm so that the circular mark is concealed by the fingers and when he desires to produce the handkerchief he cuts the opposite end the handkerchief cut up burnt and finally found in a candle we have already described one or two modes in which a handkerchief after being apparently cut up or burnt may be reproduced in its original condition this is another and very effective form of the same trick having borrowed a white handkerchief you exchange it by one or other of the means already described for a substitute of similar appearance and place the latter on the table you then remember that as you are about to burn the handkerchief you will want a candle you call to your attendant but he previously instructed does not answer 
and after a momentary pause you determine to fetch it yourself you have however no sooner left the stage than you meet the defaulter and angrily remarking in a stage whisper so that the audience may hear that he is never at hand when you want him or making some similar observation you order him to bring a lighted candle your absence is only momentary but it has enabled you to throw him the real handkerchief which he forthwith rolls up and places inside a candle made hollow for the purpose which he then places in a candlestick lights and brings on the stage you have meanwhile taken up the substitute handkerchief and advanced to the audience getting ready the while in your palm a small piece of cambric about six inches in diameter taking the handkerchief by the centre in the same hand you pull out between the first finger and thumb a portion of the piece of cambric which is naturally taken to be a part of the handkerchief handing to one of the spectators a pair of scissors you request him to cut off a small portion of the handkerchief he cuts off a small piece of the cambric holding this piece in the one hand and taking the remainder with the substitute handkerchief hanging down below it in the other you offer to teach the company your patent method of mending handkerchiefs requiring neither thimble needle nor thread applying the cut edges to the handle you set them on fire rubbing them together finally blowing out the flame and throwing the handkerchief over the hand that holds the pieces you palm them and immediately afterwards show the handkerchief i.e the substitute completely restored the mode of procedure so far is pretty well known and it is highly probable that one or more of the audience will be acquainted with it accordingly you may safely expect to perceive in some quarter or other knowing glances or confidential communications as to how it's done noticing or pretending to notice this you say ah i see there is a gentleman there who thinks he has found me out you fancy no doubt sir that i have performed this trick in the old fashion by cutting a piece of cambric which does not form part of the handkerchief why my dear sir the trick in that form is as old as your grandmother but it is my own fault i quite forgot to show you that the handkerchief was really cut it is my rule never to perform the same trick twice over but i feel so hurt at your unkind suspicion that i must break my rule for once and this time you shall cut the handkerchief yourself you offer him the scissors and holding up the handkerchief which the audience naturally believe to be the genuine one by the middle you allow him to cut a piece fairly out of it immediately afterwards spreading it out and showing that a large hole is made in the centre again you hold the edges to the candle but this time as if by accident you let the flames fairly catch hold of the handkerchief which you are compelled to drop upon a plate or tray and to let it burn itself out for a moment you feign to be embarrassed and the audience are half inclined to believe that you have made a mistake and your trick has failed but you quickly recover your confidence and remark this is not precisely what i intended ladies and gentlemen i am afraid i have made a little mistake but fortunately it is easily remedied the fact is i forgot to pronounce the magic word at the right moment and the handkerchief has in consequence stopped short at the first stage of transmigration to make it pass into the second stage that of renewed existence i must again employ the agency of fire see i place the ashes in my magic pistol 
and ram them down with my mystic wand now what shall i aim at ah the candle on the table a capital mark and as it has been before you throughout the trick you know that it cannot have undergone any preparation you fire aiming at the candle did you see it pass no it has done so nevertheless but i must have put in a little too much powder for it has gone right into the candle you bring the candle forward will someone oblige me by seeing if it is really in the candle the candle is broken in half and the handkerchief is found embedded therein the candle used for the purpose of the above trick is sometimes a genuine wax or composite candle but more often a mere pasteboard tube previously cut half asunder in the middle so as to break without difficulty and then covered with glazed white paper in imitation of a candle a genuine candle end being inserted at the top if a candle of this latter description is used the performer must himself break it as a spectator doing so would at once discover that it was a prepared article before quitting the subject of handkerchiefs burnt and restored we may mention a little appliance called the handkerchief table which is designed for this purpose it is precisely the same in make and operation as the table or tripod described at page 139 for burning and restoring a card but a little larger to those acquainted with the card tripod the use and effect of the handkerchief table will be sufficiently obvious without any special explanation the shower of sweets this is a trick which is sure to be well received by a juvenile audience the performer comes forward with an ordinary plate or salver which he hands for examination and then places on the table he then borrows a handkerchief laying it flat over the plate he lifts it up by nipping the middle with his finger and thumb letting the four corners hang down he then strokes down the handkerchief with the other hand under the pretense of mesmerizing it when a shower of burnt almonds chocolate creams acidulated drops etc pours down upon the plate again he strokes the handkerchief and again the shower pours down and the plate being by this time full handed round to the company to prove that in the quality of the sweets at any rate there is no deception the secret lies in the use of a small bag of cambric or fine calico shaped like an inverted letter v the edges are turned in at the mouth and through each hem is passed a straight piece of whale spring or whalebone one a little longer than the other the natural tendency of these is to lie side by side keeping the mouth of the bag closed but if pressure be simultaneously applied to both ends of the springs the longer one assumes the shape of a semicircle thereby opening the bag through the opposite end of the bag is passed a pointed wire hook the bag is beforehand filled with nuts or bonbons and hung by the hook to the edge of the table on the side away from the spectators though the bag is mouth downwards the action of the spring keeps it closed and nothing can fall out when the operator standing behind the table draws the handkerchief over the plate he allows a portion of the hinder edge to hang over the edge of the table nearest to himself when he picks up the handkerchief which he does with his finger and thumb he takes hold through the handkerchief of the upper part of the bag the bag is thus lifted 
up with the handkerchief but is concealed by the folds of the latter hanging down around it the movement of the hand in stroking down the handkerchief presses the springs and the bag opens again closing as soon as the pressure is relaxed when all the contents have fallen the performer drops the handkerchief bag and all on the table while he advances to the audience with the results of the trick and on again picking up the handkerchief lets fall the empty bag upon the servante or slips it into his pocket it will be observed that in the form of the trick above described the use of both hands is necessary one to hold the handkerchief while the other stroking it downward presses the springs and causes the bag to open there is an improved form of the bag used and we believe invented by robert Houdin, which enables the performer holding the handkerchief at arm's length to perform the trick by mere word of command without using the left hand at all the bag is in this case of the form shown in figure 109 no springs are used but the bag when filled is closed by folding down the flap and hooking the little ring over the hook the bag thereby assuming the appearance shown in figure 110 it is picked up within the handkerchief as described in the case of the spring bag but when it is desired to produce the sweets a slight inclination of the hook to the left effected by a barely perceptible movement of the thumb and finger causes the ring to slip off and the flap to fall down as in figure 109 releasing the whole contents of the bag the trick may be still further improved by having two similar bags stitched back to back each with its own ring and hook in this case the inclination to the left releases one hook and the inclination to the right the other the two bags may be filled with bonbons of different colors or descriptions or the one may be filled with bonbons and the other with gray peas in this case you may introduce the trick by some observations upon the singular effects of the human breath and how greatly such effects vary in different persons the handkerchief is borrowed and a lady and gentleman are required each to hold a plate the lady is requested to breathe on the handkerchief and a shower of bonbons falls on her plate the gentleman breathes in his turn and retires amid derisive applause with a plate of peas while upon the subject of the mysterious production of sweets we may incidentally mention another piece of apparatus designed for this purpose this is a wand made to correspond in general appearance with that habitually used by the performer internally it is a hollow tube with a stiff wire running throughout its whole length one end of this wire is fixed to a movable cap which covers the upper end of the wand while the other terminates in a sort of little wooden plug which closes the opening at the other end a spiral spring within the upper end of the wand tends to force the cap upwards and so to keep the opposite end closed but if pressure be applied to the cap the plug is forced outwards and the tube thereby opened see figure 111 in which a represents the wand in its normal condition i.e. closed when b represents it with the cap pressed downwards and the opposite end consequently open to prepare the wand for use the cap is pressed and the valve opened the wand is then filled with very minute sweetmeats of the description known among juveniles as hundreds and thousands 
after which the pressure on the cap is removed and the plug allowed to retire into its place the wand thus prepared is at the proper moment brought forward in place of the ordinary wand which in its present condition it exactly resembles the performer then declares his intention of passing a shower of sweets into the pocket of a spectator and having first shown it empty touches the inside with the wand as the same moment pressing the cap when the sweets within escape into the pocket the feathers from an empty handkerchief this is a very simple illusion but has nevertheless been a favorite with many noted prestidigiteurs its effect is as follows the performer comes forward with a large handkerchief or small shawl which he shakes about in all directions to show that it is empty throwing it over the left hand he with the other grasps it by the middle and removing the hand over which it was thrown lets it hang perpendicularly down to all appearance it is still empty but on being shaken it is seen to contain some solid object with a twist of the wrist the performer turns the handkerchief and its contents upwards the handkerchief naturally falls down over the coat sleeves leaving exposed a handsome military plume the performer grasps with the left hand the stem of this plume and the center of the handkerchief immediately drawing away the right arm from beneath it again the handkerchief on being waved about is seen to contain something which being held upright the handkerchief falls down as before and a second plume is revealed the operation is again and again repeated with a like result till fifteen or twenty plumes have been produced the handkerchief being at any moment handed for examination the explanation lies in the fact that the plumes which may be compressed into a very small compass are laid beforehand along the arms of the performer who puts on his coat over them the stems of the plumes are nearest to the hands when the handkerchief is thrown over either hand the other hand catches hold through it of the stem of one of the feathers this hand now remains stationary while the other arm is drawn from under the handkerchief the fact that the plumes come out of the sleeves is thus much less patent than if the opposite hand made the motion and drew the feather out the plumes on being drawn out expand considerably so much so indeed that it is hard to believe that the quantity with which the stage is strewn could possibly have been concealed about the person of the performer some performers have in addition a bundle of plumes fastened together by a thread and laid along the inside of the trousers and waistcoat in such manner that the stems are just within the breast of the latter after having exhausted his sleeves the operator holding the handkerchief by two of its corners across his chest to show that it is quite empty catches hold with the second and third fingers of the stem of the bundle within the waistcoat and moving the handkerchief with a quick sidelong motion from left to right or vice versa draws out the feathers behind it and immediately breaking the thread shakes them out in a shower on the stage end of section twenty seven